Hey, one opening day of minicamp out at the Indianapolis Colts Complex on West 56th Street. We saw a lot. We heard a lot. We're going to tell you all about it. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You've got a plumbing problem. They've got a plumbing solution. Let's go. Call Johnson's today. The number 765 610 8809. They have done work out at our house three times. Ding, ding, ding. Check, check, check. Perfect. Perfect work every single time. You're going to love Jared Johnson and his team. Uh, let's talk about Colts minicamp. By the way, subscribe if you want to hear about the Colts, the Hoosiers, the Pacers, the Boilers, the Bulldogs, all that stuff. Hit the like button if you like what you hear. And ring the bell if you want alerts every time that we go live. Let's go. Uh, posted a video of Frank Reich taken earlier today during his media availability about an hour and a half ago where he talked about Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard was not on hand for today's first day of minicamp. We found out why. A back procedure. It is believed that he is going to be back for the opener. He is going to miss some of training camp. That's the way it goes. This was a thing that kind of flared up after the season, and it got progressively worse, as Frank Reich described it, and bada-bing, bada-boom, he's not there. That's the way it goes. Kenny Moore, though, Kenny Moore was there. He worked early, and then they shut him down. They said for precautionary reasons, I don't think so. I don't think that there's anything wrong with him physically. Naheem Hines was not there. He is missing minicamp for a personal reason that they would not elaborate on correctly. We don't need to know. And Jonathan Taylor was not utilized in today's minicamp at all because, let's face it, Jonathan Taylor is the one guy in this team you got to keep as much rubber on those treads as you possibly can. And, and using it up during minicamp, let's just not do that. There wasn't a lot of running play stuff going on anyway, so I don't know what Jonathan Taylor could possibly have gotten out of participating today. It was kind of unplanned, though, in that he was supposed to talk to the media after the workout today and didn't. So there you go. Uh, here are some takeaways that I seen with my own eyeballs this afternoon. Uh, Matt Ryan is really accurate. Frank Reich said that he was insane accurate. You know what? Pretty close. Matt Ryan does not put the ball anywhere a defensive back can get his hand on it. He throws to the place where, even in tight coverage, throws to a place where the receiver can get his hand to it, but a defensive player cannot. He doesn't throw up 50-50 balls. He puts it where he needs to put it to have a Colt come down with it. Alec Pierce looked like, and boy, he gets it out in a hurry, and it comes out with some steam on it. This is not Phillip Rivers kind of throwing change-ups before a guy makes his break. Matt Ryan's, bam, there it is. There's the ball. Uh, Alec Pierce looked like he needed some work, and he should need some work. He's a receiver from Cincinnati, taken 53rd overall. Matt Ryan talked to him a few times and said, hey, uh, we couldn't hear it, but you could tell he was talking to him about the previous rep and how Alec could uh, kind of improve his form or his function or something. And so he will. Seems like a very apt learner. That's a good thing uh, for Alec Pierce. Naheem Hines looked really good. Looked explosive. Looked dynamic. Speaking of dynamic, 
Jelani Woods. We're going to like Jelani Woods. We're going to really like this guy out of Virginia. He is big. He is athletic. He catches a football, and he looks like he can move once he's got it. Now, this was there was no defense out there, really. There was no hitting getting done. Nobody was in pads, right? And you didn't have blockers out there. It was seven-on-seven work, no contact. So understanding what a guy's going to be when he plays real football is impossible to infer from what we see out at minicamp. However, Johnny Woods is weird-looking. He is different from the other guys, even different from Andrew Ogletree, both guys, both tight ends, at 6'7". Jelani Woods just looks different, and I don't blame the Colts for taking him at number 73 in the draft a, uh, uh, six weeks ago or so. Really interesting-looking dude. Andrew Ogletree does look different, too. We'll talk about both those guys in a little bit. Um, Paris Campbell, healthy. Made some nice catches. Des Patman made a really nice catch up against the sideline. In fact, two of them. This offense in 7-on-7 work. It looked really pretty good. It looked all right. And Matt Ryan, there is no question. And this is my problem with Sam Bradford. First Rams practice I went to back in 2011. I was looking. I didn't know what number Sam Bradford was at that point. I hadn't watched the St. Louis Rams the previous season when Bradford was a rookie. And and so I went out and I thought, you know what, I'll see if I can figure out who Sam Bradford is out here. I looked. I couldn't figure it. I didn't know from his behavior. They had all three guys taking snaps, throwing rounds, right, doing it all simultaneously. I was like uh, talking to... uh, uh, my assistant program director and the executive producer of, of Rams Radio, the great Haas Newport. I said, which one is he? I can't tell. Never a good thing when anyone who knows anything about football cannot tell who the starting quarterback was. With Matt Ryan, you can tell. You didn't need to know who is number two, who is number nine, who is number four, and who is number three. By the way, Jack Cohn is number three, Nick Foles is number nine, Sam Ellinger number four. Didn't need to know that Matt Ryan was number two. Matt Ryan looked like Matt Ryan, and he looked like he is the guy, the HMFIC for this football team. Really, really good stuff today for Matt Ryan. And and I think that this, I think the acquisition of Matt Ryan is more important even than we believe it to be. I think it's really, really important, and I think that it puts his franchise in a position to play next-level football. If Darius Leonard can come back healthy, and there's no reason to suspect that he won't, despite the fact that Frank Reich is our resource, right, for this. You know, if Frank Reich has never given us a straight poop on injuries ever, you know, But if he can come back healthy and that offensive line stays healthy and Jonathan Taylor stays healthy and Michael Pittman Jr. stays healthy and Julian Blackman, by the way, on the field today, looked pretty good for a guy who tore his Achilles, what was it, seven, eight months ago? My goodness. At any rate, this is a team that might be able to ball out a little bit. This this is a team you want to get a, a sexy bet on winning the AFC Colts. Not too bad. As they look today, again, seven on seven, no contact, all of that stuff. I get it. But I like them. I like the way Matt Ryan runs this offense in a way that I did not like the way Carson Wentz ran this offense when uh, we saw Carson Wentz 
in camp for the brief moments he was out there. Day one, he was not good. Uh, the part of day two where we got to see Carson Wentz, he was actually quite good, but not as good as this. Matt Ryan, really, really good today. Uh, Quentin Nelson was asked by the media after the the practice ended, and he did his media availability, which he always loves. You know, he, he revels in talking to the media. Uh, he was asked, I, I believe by Stephen Holder of The Athletic, about his contract extension, whether there was any news about that. And he said, not my focus. That's it. Three words. That's plenty from Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, he if he got paid by the word, he would not be making $13 million this year. Uh, Tarek, do you think we are a Super Bowl team? I think you're in the conversation. I think the Colts are. You know, but you look at the Chargers, you look at, and I'm not worried about the Bengals, but you look at the Chargers, the Chiefs, uh, maybe the Broncos, kind of, if Russell Wilson is decent this year, you look at the Bills, and you see an AFC that's a little bit crowded. But I think the Colts can play. The Colts, to me, look like the Colts of 2020, but with an upgraded quarterback. And guys are a year older and a year wiser with the Colts. So I, I think that you've got you got a roster that's really interesting and is going to be dynamic on the offensive side of the ball for the first time since 2018 and a defense that takes care of its business. And I think do not underestimate the impact of Ron Miles as the new secondary coach. Don't do it. It's important. Mike Mitchell being the assistant secondary coach, important. Reggie Wayne being the new wide receiver coach, important. Smith, Coach Smith, being the new linebackers coach, I think that's important. I think Gus Bradley being the new D.C. is really, really important. But Matt Ryan being the quarterback is exceptionally important, really important. We'll hear. I think we'll hear from him tomorrow. Going to hear from the coordinators tomorrow. So Marcus Brady and Gus Bradley and Matt Ryan. We'll hear from tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. We already posted... Uh, the audio with Frank Reich. We will have the audio with Yannick Ngakwe coming up, which was me talking to Yannick. That was it. And then other media, they always come in. They always clamber aboard the Kent train and, and try to steal the thunder. Not having it. I just keep asking questions, baby. It's what we do. Um, and we, we, there were a lot of guys talking today. So I got Yannick by myself for a while while Frank Reich was wrapping up. And then everybody came over. We all get along very well out there. You know, the, the, the great Kevin Bowen, the great Matt Taylor, the great Rick Venturi, uh, Bill Brooks sitting around, J.J. Stankovich sitting around. Yeah, you got Casey. You got all the, all the gang. George Bremer had a lot of fun. We enjoyed the conversation as much as we enjoy anything else. The, one of the things that you see immediately when you watch the Colts work, the offense, is you see the size of the receivers. I remember going to Indiana football practices when they had, like, Nick Westbrook and a bunch of guys. They were all huge. They were, like, minimum 6'3", 6'4". Really big position group in Indiana. And I looked out today, and minus guys... Um, you know, there's like Naheem Hines is not a uh, he's not statuesque. He's he's quite diminutive. Um, you've got other guys, Jermichael Harris, small stature guy. But then you've got guys, you know, Kiki Kute, not really tall. 
but then you got Pittman at 6'4". You got Pierce at 6'3". You've got Mo Cox at 6'5". You've got uh, Woods and Ogletree both at 6'7". You've got Paris Campbell at 6'1", Desmond Patman at 6'4", and Mike Strawn at 6'5". And you're like, holy hell, these guys are these guys are biggins. They are really, really big. And given Matt Ryan's penchant for accuracy, I think he's going to hit a lot of guys in the hands, and defensive players are going to have a tough time getting to the ball. And that's a good thing for the Colts. I, first day of... Like, we always overreact, right? You always think, oh, I've got this team figured out. They won a minicamp. Oh, they're going to go 11-6, and six, and they're going to win the AFC South, but they're going to lose in the first. <laughs> Drives me nuts. But what are you going to do? What are you going to talk about? But day one in, this is really pretty good. They look all right. And, and they look better than I thought. This is the best quarterback play the Colts have had, and it's not close, I don't think. Phillip Rivers, and I loved Phillip Rivers. But this is the best since luck in 18, and I don't think it's close. Matt Ryan does things on a consistent basis in a way that Carson Wentz absolutely could not. That is going to be a huge improvement for the Colts. I think Ron Miles is a secondary coach. Huge improvement for the Colts. I think that Nick Cross is a safety who can do both. People who think he's just a box safety, out of your minds. He can play box. He can play free. He he can do whatever he's got to do. He is exceptionally fast, and he is really, really tough and quick to the ball. He's not Bob Sanders, but he is really, really good, and he's going to help this year. Um, you want a guy who maybe is going to make the team, but he is the deepest of long shots. I think Ethan uh, Fernea from UCLA is really interesting. He came to UCLA. He was a, a walk-on for three years, and I happened to see him. He lined up in the slot, and he caught a ball, and he looked shifty. You know, he looked small and shifty. And so I looked at him, and it, Ethan Fernand and UCLA, and I thought, oh, maybe the Colts like this guy better than they did Kyle Phillips. That's unlikely. However, he looked like a guy who is going to be a special teams demon, a total kamikaze, and a guy who might be able to contribute on some level as a receiver. I thought he, he was interesting. Uh, his UCLA um, stats, 12 rushes, 8 catches, 9 tackles. So is he a long shot to make the team? Yeah, but I kind of like him, and so I'm going to be looking for number 7. Tomorrow morning and later tonight, got to mention later tonight, uh, we're going to talk to... Uh, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. Rodrigo Blankenship, the much maligned kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. I like this kid. And when you talk to him, you think, you know what? He wants to make every kick. I want him to make every kick. He just seems like the kind of guy you want to root for. Uh, we've got video up with Frank Reich. We will have video up with Yannick Ngakwe. And we will have video up also with Rodrigo Blankenship. And we're going to do this every day out there. At, at Colts Minicamp. And, and however much you want to watch, watch, enjoy yourselves, and we'll give you exactly what we see day after day after day. We'll be out there tomorrow. Going to be an interesting Pacers pre-draft camp tomorrow also with, uh, uh, you know, Travion Williams. He's going to be out there. And it's, a, it's an interesting group with a couple of guys. Connor Gillespie also from Villanova. 
So uh, we'll talk to those guys, then head over to mini camp. We'll see what we see. Love this every day. Is this the most fun you could have? I was talking to Bob Kravitz on the way out today. It's like, I, I, it's like, Bob, what are you up to? You know, what are you doing at the Athletic? How's it going? Because I love Bob. And Bob said, you're still doing it? And I said, Hell, what else am I going to do? He goes, retire. He said, I'm, I'm in semi-retirement. That's what he said. I was like, Who, how can you have more fun than this? Playing golf is more fun than this. Being frustrated and walking for four and a half miles is more fun than going out to minicamp, talking to some friends, and watching football? Get out of here.